The following ShishMed podcast is a production of drpodcasting.com. On this edition of the ShishMed podcast, we're going to spark creativity and live with wonder, wisdom, and whimsy. What is he talking about? Maybe he's lost his mind. Hmm. I think that happened a long time ago. No, we are talking with Brad Montague, though, who is going to teach us how to live with wonder, wisdom, and whimsy. He is our opening keynote speaker at ShishMed Connections 2023 on Sunday, September 10th. You are going to want to see this keynote presentation, and we're going to learn all about it coming up with Brad starting right now. This is the ShishMed Podcast Rapid Insights for Healthcare Strategy Professionals and Planning business development, marketing, communications, and public relations. I'm your host, Bill Klaproth. In this episode, we're talking with Brad Montague, creator of the Kid President Series and New York Times bestselling author as we discuss his keynote at ShishMed Connections 2023, Sparking Creativity and How to Live with Wonder, Wisdom, and Whimsy. To attend ShishMed Connections 2023, please register at shishmed.org slash education slash annual conference. So Brad, give us the Cliff Notes version of your keynote. What can we expect? You're asking for spoilers, Bill. No spoilers. No spoilers. I just want I you to weave, wanna... around, weave around it. You can do it. It's an experience. <laughs> I'm going to give okay. them an experience, not just a keynote here. This is an experience of encouragement and hope. I am really passionate about people and caring for people. And so to be in a room full of people who care about people, that's, that's, that's like oxygen for me. This is, <laughs> this is going to be so exciting. So um, I want to share some things that can remind them and myself why we all do what we do and how, why it matters. It's, it's, it hasn't been easy. There's a whole lot of challenges. And, and this is a space where we can be reminded, hey, you're not alone. We can do this together, and there's a joyful vision of something we can create together when we really remember that and live as reminders to each other of it. It's going to be really fun and just good to be with people, people who care. You had me at encouragement and hope. So, so when we talk about living with the wonder, wisdom, and whimsy, why is that important to our roles in healthcare? Well, you know, it helped that they all started with the same letter, so put it in the title. <laughs> But, but, but truly, as I really think about the people that inspired me, that have moved me, the people I look up to who do the kind of work that moves me, that connects with me, that resonates, it has a deep wisdom to it. And it's rooted in wisdom. There's this posture of wonder. And the reaction to all of that is whimsy. That it's not like they're going to force the wisdom. They're not going to. There's just this joy of being part of that together. And what's interesting is that is something that I've spent a lot of time with educators thinking about their work, that they're wise and, and they're full. They're approaching subjects with wonder and, and that there's this playful quality to it. And, and so that's been really beautiful to see that come alive in classrooms. And in healthcare, there's the stakes are so high. Well, the stakes are high when there's children in a classroom, but the stakes are really high when you know you're, you're dealing with people's health and their physical lives and and life or death. And yet, there's something so beautiful that happens when a team approaches their work with that kind of attitude, 
where they respond in awe to the work they get to do with each other, for mm. each other. There's a totally different way they show up in a room, in a hallway, as a team, from caregiver to patient, to all of those spaces become transformed when we show up wisdom and wonder. And, and there is space for play within that. And, and that, that joy is, is, is contagious and it, it's, worth, yeah. it's worth working for. So will you give us strategies to learn how to incorporate more wonder and joy in our lives where we can respond in awe of what we do? An official Excel spreadsheet for joy. <laughs> you can go through. Check, check. Okay, I did that. Check. <laughs> now I'm joyful. I, you know, what's really great is the more and more I've worked in the healthcare space, the more I'm finding incredible exemplars of this. Like people who live it out. So I have stories of really fantastic humans who care about humans and that their joy creates more joy, creates more joy. A community built around joy is healing. It just is. I learned that online on YouTube when we created this web series, Kid President, where YouTube was in these early stages and there's lots of people building community around division, around right. anger around mm -hmm. hate of certain things, around yeah. all of these divisive spaces. And the YouTube comment section rewarded that, you know, of, yes. of having this kind of back and forth. And we created a web series that my hope was not just that people would watch the thing, but that they would then go do something for the people around them. So it, it was a community of people who were listening to children, who were throwing parties and parades for their neighbors, who were, we, we built uh, shelters for people who were without homes in different cities. It really grew to be this space of, we called it a joyful rebellion. And we were able to see this not just happen on a screen, but happen in real life. And it started to exist in classrooms and in healthcare spaces in universities. Uh, it's taught me a lot about what it looks like to create a culture in which your posture is one of deep compassion and creativity. And in, in doing so, it, it leads to really wonderful places. Well, with all the pressure and stress everyone has in their lives, being led to a wonderful place of compassion and joy, I'm sure will be very well received. So you said earlier, joy creates more joy, creates more joy. Let me ask you this. Is joy contagious then? Yeah. There's, there's lots of things we let fuel us sometimes, like anger can be a fuel. And there's so many ways in which we can see our language fueled by something. Joy, though, has this generative quality that defies all, all logic in which the more we share it, the more there is. Right. And I, I'm really fascinated by those things that do that. And that when we see that created in an organization, it begins with culture of, of people who are going to say, we want to be a healthy organization that's fueled by the things that are rooted in the most lasting places, those joyful, loving, hope-filled places. And it's not always easy. It, it takes work. Yeah. And we all live as reminders to each other to, to do that. Well, it sounds like one person can make a difference. You can show up as a joyful person, and that can help build that joyful culture. 
But you were talking earlier about how there's so much anger and hate and division around us all the time. People might be listening to this thinking, man, it takes all I've got just to make it through the day with everything I've got going on in this crazy world we live in. And you want me to live with wonder, wisdom, and whimsy? What would you say to that person? Yeah, that's a favorite response. Uh, and the thing is, is that those who are working in healthcare are perfectly positioned to arrive at a space where they're not joyful because they're ignoring the bad. They're not hopeful because they have no idea of what could go wrong or those things that, that are not okay. As uh, Wendell Berry's this poet from Kentucky, and he said, be, be joyful, though you have considered all the facts. <laughs> and there's, <laughs> there's something really powerful in a team, in a group of people, in an organization that has a culture of, we're going to be operating from a place of hope and joy. And it's not easy. And yeah, we're acknowledging that there are things that are hard we're still here. Because the truth is nobody on their New Year's resolution puts, sure like to go to the hospital this year. <laughs> like, it'd be great. I want to go we, more. I'd like that to wasn't see- on, That wasn't on your resolution? Right. Year? I'd really go like to, to be there more. And, and in the healthcare industry realizes, you know, that, but there's something about you acknowledging that and and showing up and and caring for them in that space and and even in spite of the challenges providing them with care and a reminder that we're all part of this together and there's story after story of really remarkable people doing exactly that uh, it's not easy but they have done it and and I think when we're all reminders of each other of that then uh, it becomes easier to on those hard days to, yeah. to show up anyway well, you've built that culture then where you all yes. can lean on each other at one point. And then thinking about, I love some of the words you use, Brad. You talk about deep compassion and joy, culture, encouragement, hope. When you live your life around those words, it just seems like what you're talking about. Also wonder, whimsy, wisdom. Life is just better then, right? Yes. Well, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I, I've loved spending time with people who are caregivers who work in the hospitals, who, who are working with people in need, there's very few people in the world that stop and listen to a heartbeat. A mother, a dad does, your doctor does, maybe an occasional poet somewhere is doing that. But, but we, us stopping and listening to a heartbeat is a remarkable thing. And I believe that, that that's part of what changes people. You can react to that with just numbness and, well, here we go, another heartbeat. Or you can respond to it in wonder and listen to that and let it be a guiding rhythm for how you show up and listen closely to the needs of the people around you and remind them what a, an incredible miracle of a person they are right, and, yeah. and, and operate accordingly. Well, I can tell you just by talking with you, Brad, this is going to be a very uplifting session, which is going to be wonderful. So let me ask you this. What drives you to do what you do? Why are you so passionate about this? I love being with people. I grew up on a farm. My dad was a cotton farmer. My mom is a nurse and has cared for people 
in so many different capacities. And it's interesting to kind of grow up around people who care in such different ways. My dad caring for his crops, my mom caring for people. And now I'm a writer and I treat my work like a, a garden and <laughs> that I'm, I'm getting to plant and, and release things and, and see them grow. But Nurturing it, right? Yeah. Watering it, making it grow, right? Yes. But doing it as an, as an act of care. Right. Yeah. Feeding people with your words and thoughts. Yeah. And let, letting it grow, not forcing it. Hey, I'm going to make this happen. But instead, <laughs> I believe that the things we imagine can help create the world we live in. And, and so if we do imagine, you know, I go work with children a lot and former children, as I'll be speaking to former children, but creating a space where we can actually imagine the best of what's possible or tell stories of the best of what's possible. Cause it's not, it's not hard to look for here's what's wrong in healthcare. Here's what's wrong in education. There's a lot of those conversations, but let's like orbit outside that hairball mm -hmm. for a moment <laughs> and, and point each other to the best of what's possible and start to realize it's already happening. And so I love seeing people's eyes light up and then realize, Hey, we, something really good is possible. Well, I tell you, the world would be a better place if we all approached it with that attitude. Brad, just a couple more questions and thank you so much for your time. So we've all been to keynotes and they're always excellent and the information is great, but it seems like as time goes on, the information slips away. When it comes to living our lives with wonder, wisdom, and whimsy, how do we hang on to that for a lifetime? There's a, a wonderful book. It's considered a children's book, but it, it's for any age called The Little Prince. And the, the, the writer of that also spoke about leading people and, and talked about if you want somebody to build a boat, don't just give them instructions for here's the boat. Instead, teach them to long for the sea. That, <laughs> that, that longing for going to set sail will, will make them find a way to build the boat. And so one of the things that I love to be able to do is, is to create the kind of experience that makes us all long for that thing we're going to create together. So it's reminders of stories of people that are doing it, imagining ways in which they could lead. And, and I, I believe that in that room where we will be is everything we need to transform the communities in which they lead everything we need to truly care for people in a way that has maybe we, we haven't seen yet. But creating a space where we long for that is going to be where we begin to create that. So sometimes it's just putting words to it together. Yeah. And that can keep you going then. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Well, Brad, again, thank you so much. Last question. Anything else you want to add about your keynote, Sparking Creativity, How to Live with Wonder, Wisdom, and Whimsy? You're going to be doing the keynote on Sunday, September 10th at Shishmed Connections in Chicago. Any final thoughts, Brad? It's going to be such a thrill to be together. Anytime I get to speak, I work really hard to, to make it fit the space in which I'm in with the people I'm with. And I'm looking forward to meeting everybody before the talk and, and shifting some things around to speak to them directly. But I also, I handwrite my slides and do little animations. <laughs> So like, okay. I want it to feel like this is from a human speaking to okay. humans. So it's not just here's, I used PowerPoint or Keynote and just cut and paste it. I handwrite okay. them and, and, and share that. 
and and we get to create something in the room together that that you couldn't do otherwise. We, we've spent a lot of time doing virtual stuff together, but let's let's be in a room and make something really memorable. Well, that's what we definitely need to do. And after the keynote, I'm sure you'll be around if people want to come up and say hi to you. Absolutely, I'll I love it. I'll even look them in the eyes. <laughs> You're a man among men. I it's love true. it. It's true. It's I very true. That. That's why you are called Brad Montague. That's <laughs> why you're named that way. Prince Brad Montague. Well, Brad, this has been great. I love it. So looking forward to your keynote at Shishmay Connections 2023. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you. See you soon. And once again, that is Brad Montague, our keynote speaker at Shishmed Connections 2023 our annual conference this year in Chicago. He will discuss this topic at length on Sunday, September 10th. We urge you to attend because it's always beneficial to register. Just go to shishmed.org. That's S-H-S-M-D.org slash education slash annual conference. And if you found this podcast helpful, and of course, how could you not? Please make sure you share it on all of your social channels and please hit the subscribe or follow button to get every episode. This has been a production of Dr. Podcasting. I'm Bill Klaproth. See you.